You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Business of the Music Business Podcast. I'm Pam Rossi. Well, you can play an instrument, you can sing. Now what do you do? Well, to be a successful musician, you need to know the business side of your craft. If you don't, it's just a hobby. And good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, as I do each week, have a special guest to talk about uh, the side of business or someone that's uh, doing quite well with it. So I have a very special guest on the line with me today. Hello, Don Beyer. Hi, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to uh, to chat with us. We appreciate that. Of course. Uh, busy woman, as I know, as we were trying to, uh, connect with you and, uh, you know, find out how to, you know, to get you onto our podcast. And so I appreciate, uh, that, uh, you know, taking some time out. Uh, so I wanted to. It's mostly time zones, figuring out what time it is where I am. <laughs> yes, that is pro- that probably would make a difference when uh, you're jumping all over. And you, um, you're, uh, right now, are you in Nashville? Right now, I'm actually in Sag Harbor. Uh, New York, and I just did a show last night um, in uh, Am Against It. Okay. Yeah, you are all over. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just got back from Europe, I, um, Canada, I've gone all over the place this year. I usually travel tw- you know, at least two shows a month right now, um, mm-hmm. and then um, traveling in between for other events and stuff. Well, you do keep busy. And of course, you are the, we're talking, you are as a musician. So Mm -hmm. that is the main focus of what you do. And when I first heard about you, I thought this would be a perfect person to get on the podcast because of your success. Um, basically, you know, for people that don't know Dawn Beyer, she's basically a Facebook phenom, I guess is the best way to put it. (laughs) Um, you know, and many musicians, uh, you know, know about Facebook and they use it, but you have taken it to the next level. And so I appreciate you sharing your story with us today. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm hoping that musicians can, you know, hear this and first of all, get inspired. I think that's the main thing is because so many artists, you know, it's a struggle sometimes to get their music out there yeah. and, and all of that. And of course, it's working for you. I mean, you just said you're touring all over and you're on different time zones. So obviously this is something that's, uh, that works for you. Um, just, right. just so that people know what's, uh, what is uh type of music do you play and, and do you work with a So I'm group? in country music. Okay. Which is part of the a, real I'm, Nashville. Right. I'm a, I'm a songwriter, right. I'm a songwriter. So I kind of, you know, my, my core genre, which I think we all have to, you know, we kind of decide on what the core genre is of what the music we do. Mm-hmm. And then we write our music based off, you know, I write my music because I started playing music as a country artist. And so now when I write songs, I write what I write because, you know, country has so many different styles now. There's so many, it's so much more broad than it used to be um, right. on what you can, you know, what fits into a, a genre. Yeah. And, and the songwriting, you can write for basically any genre, I shouldn't say any, but general genre that, uh, you know, as a songwriter, as a songwriter. Right. And you started uh, writing music when you were very, very young, from my understanding. I started when I was 10. I've been playing music since I was 10. I actually didn't, I was homeschooled all my life. And then I didn't, um, like, when it was time for me to go to high school, you know, when I was 16, I was actually living out here in New York. 
and uh, we were going to get to go to high school for, you know, we were going to get to actually go to public school for the first time. And that's when I, my parents made a decision with me because I had some people I was working with at the time that were like, you have to move to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was invited to come move to Nashville um, to work with a few people to do a music video and all that stuff. And my parents basically sat me down and like, okay, would you, what, we're going to, we're going to give you this choice. Do you want to go to Nashville, you know, start pursuing your music? at 16 or do you want to have this experience of going to public school for the first time? And I chose Nashville and that was kind of the beginning of my journey there. Not too many 16 year olds would make that choice. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) At least I don't, at least the uh, experience I've had. So kudos to you that you knew at such a young age, this is what I want to do. This is what I have to do and move to Nashville. Well, songwriting is just, I think for some people, it's something that they get, you know, an idea once in a while or something like that. And for most of us, it's one of those things, you know, that songwriting is in you and you just can't help but do it. And I think that when it's like, we, we talk all the time with musicians about no plan B, you know, like, because if there's a plan B on something else you could do or something else you you might like to do, you should probably go do that first because mm-hmm. it's such a hard business. Um, and it's, it's, you know, the journey and the process, all of it. Um, so if there's a plan B, I always tell everybody, if you have a plan B, probably the best thing to do is go do that. <laughs> well, so it's plan A only over here. And I have heard that if you have a plan B, that means you're not going to try to succeed at plan A because you know there's a breakup right. too, you know, both right. sides. Well, let's, uh, I, I would love to share, have you share your story just because this is a phenomenal story, uh, that, I think we'll give the, um, you know, the whole background of it, of how you became, uh, you know, this phenom. And, um, you know, it's quite inspiring. So I'm going to let you just tell your story uh, so that people can understand where you come from. Okay. So I started with, so you know, just a little bit of my background. I've been playing music since I was 10. I I played a lot of music in Texas and all over. um, And I didn't move to Nashville until I was 16. When I moved to Nashville, it only took me like two years to figure out, oh my gosh, I hate, I was, I was hating the business side of it. Mm. I was hating um, how I had to, all of a sudden, whoever was popular, that's what I need to look like. That's what I need to sound like. That's what I need to write like. And it didn't feel good for me at all. So it only took me like two years in Nashville to be like, I want to get out of this place. And I, <laughs> and I left Nashville actually and went back to Texas, kept writing my music always, you know, it, it was never able to stop doing it. It's just always something I've always done. So I kept on doing that, but I also, you know, worked regular jobs, you know, office jobs and stuff like that. Um, and then eventually um, came to the point where I had moved back and forth, you know, from Texas to Nashville, coming back and playing music in Nashville. Finally moved back there when I was about 26 years old. So it took me that long to really move back and go, okay, I'm just going to be in Nashville and I'm going to, you know, only play music and that's it. So I was 26 when I did that. And even though in, in the old Nashville, what I call the old Nashville way of thinking, um, you would think a person is too old at that point, 26 years old, to then, you know, kind of start again with, um, here's what I really want to be doing. Yeah. So um, back in the, back when I was young, when I was 16, I was always told, okay, you know, you got to make a name for yourself before you're like 20, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, it was a really interesting thing, the things the labels would say. Um, you know, here's what you need to do. I mean, I had, I would, you know, have label people say, oh, you know, your music is really great, but, you know, you know, you just need to lose a few pounds or you just need to not wear the hat or you need to dress like this. And it was always that. Um, and so that was my experience of the music side, business side of Nashville was that there was a very strict, like, mold. It was whatever was popular at the time. And that's what we were, you know, that's what they were going to be putting out next. And to me, it didn't make sense because I'm like, well, there's already a, that artist. There's already a Taylor Swift. There's already a Carrie Underwood. 
there's already all these artists. So when I moved back in 26, I decided I wanted to just play my music, just play music and only do music. So I tried to figure out how that would happen for me. Um, and I began to start playing on Broadway, like all, you know, so many artists do. And I started playing on Broadway, downtown Nashville. And, um, it was, it was the first night I was there. I was like, wow, this is crazy. You know, I, I made as much as I would in like a week of working in my office job. So I, to me, it was a no brainer. It was like, I'll just play for tips on Broadway. Cause I did pretty good with it. And, uh, I, I went full on into that. I mean, I moved into, a, I literally lived in a tent for 30 days, mm. camping, only camping for 30 days, um, and played on Broadway to make enough money to keep on finding campgrounds. And then I actually, from there, moved into a uh, shack that had no, like, heat, um, and the floor was so bad in it that it didn't actually connect with the wall, right? So, like, every time it rained, it would flood in my bedroom. So that's where I went from. I was literally camping, and then I was in a shack. That's how I stayed in Nashville, like, when I decided I was only going to play music. Um, And I was only making enough on Broadway to really just keep doing the same thing. So... What happened was I, I kept on singing on, on Broadway, playing for tips. You know, you're playing cover tunes because that's what people really want to hear because there's so many tourists coming in, which is awesome. That's what they're hearing on the radio, and that's what they want to hear. Um, they're not; it's not as much wanting to hear original songs um, and music. So that part was uh, it became soul crushing for me. I'm just like, oh, I, I just want to play my music. Like I want to play my own songs. <laughs> and playing there, you play a four, you play four hour shift, you play four hours, you know, without a break or anything. And then you'll play another shift in order to make enough money to pay your bills. So you play, maybe you play two shifts in a day, that's eight hours of singing straight through. Um, and it's just because I wasn't able to pull back, I always perform the same way. I was just like, wrote, I, I, my voice was just always gone. Mm. So I would spend like a couple of days in between, you know, getting my voice back and then going back to Broadway and it was the same routine over and over. Um, I finally lost my voice so bad one time I, um, that I couldn't, I couldn't even talk for like, it was like two weeks that I couldn't even speak. And I was like, oh no, what did I do? Um, and as soon as I felt better, I went right back to Broadway. So it was just like this same circle of like going, it's a repetitive thing, just getting back there and playing music. And that being the only way it seemed like the only avenue for me to do that. So um, I came home one night, uh, drove back to my shack. It's about 45 minutes outside of Nashville. I was coming home from playing on Broadway. Just so worn out and tired of the same routine thing and the cover songs and not being able to really share my, really use my voice to, to with my original stuff. And so I got, I got home and I saw this, I went on Facebook and I never even really used Facebook. I used it just for like personal stuff. Um, I went on Facebook and I saw this button that said go live mm. and I'm like, what is this button? And so it was literally the day they came up with this. Um, and it was just at this moment of my life when I was like, I've got to find another way. Like I have to find a way that's not this because this is not working for me. Um, and I was clear about that. And it was like in that same moment, this opportunity came or like, it just, it just hit me. So I saw this button that said go live and I'm like, you know what? I should click this button and play here with my guitar and, and have a tip jar just like I do downtown, right? right? So I'm like, how would I do that? So I just got a PayPal. Like, I just used a PayPal link, but I always called it a virtual tip jar. So from the very first time I went live, it was like, you know, live from wherever, and it was, you know, a virtual tip jar. Um, I clicked the button. I sat there with, you know, I put my phone up on a stack of books. I sat there with my guitar, and I played my first live, and I couldn't believe. There was maybe five people watching, six people, <laughs> something like that. And I couldn't believe that when the first person hit my virtual tip jar, I was like, oh my gosh. Like to me that said that this works, this could be a real thing. Yeah. 
Like, this could be a huge thing that, like, I could sit at home, not have to pay for parking, not have to lug my gear around, not have to deal with, you know, bar owners who really, there's, they could care less because there's so many singers in Nashville. Um, and so that whole thing was just like, whoa, this is crazy. So I just continued to, like, click that button. I continued to show up. I continued to use my virtual tip jar. And people would go, start going and hitting the jar. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I was still doing Broadway, but literally every day when I get home from playing Broadway, I'd also then play on Facebook um, until it got to the point where I was getting so many, like I started to, you know, get more viewers um, and I was getting so many views that I was like, I must, you know, I, then I started a music page on Facebook so that I could get follows and stuff like that. Okay. But I knew nothing about any of it. I didn't know anything about Facebook really. Um, and so I didn't realize that I could only have like 5,000 friends on a personal page and I needed to have like a music page. So I just continued to show up and continue to grow the views, you know, six people now, it's 10 people now, it's 12. And it would just kind of grow and people kept sharing my music and I was just playing my own song and people kept sharing my music and eventually people started asking me for CDs. So I'm like, okay, you know, so I, I, I made like a whole desk on the floor of my shack, like literally just like a whole <laughs> laptop and a printable, you know, CD thing uh-huh. uh, that prints on CDs. And I would just copy CDs. I would draw on them. Like I would draw pictures on them because that's all I could do at the time. That's all I could afford. So I would, you know, draw pictures on CDs, put them in an envelope, send them out to these people. Once they started asking me for CDs. And it got to the point where I was getting so many um, people asking me for CDs that I was literally my shack that I lived in became this like Amazon. Like I had Amazon boxes <laughs> everywhere outside the shack. And I'm sure people were like, what is this girl doing in here? You know, I, and I had a whole office set up on the floor, like just, like, okay, I, I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep singing online, and when people people will let me know. Like, when they want a CD, they'll say, hey, can I have a CD? And then I'll start making CDs. Mm-hmm. So I started with the tip jar, but then I went into CDs. I went into T-shirts. It went, but the first T-shirts that I sold, I didn't have money to buy, and I just, like, created them. Like, I created them. Like, I actually took marker and made, like, shirts. Um, and so it was like from there, I eventually could like create one online where people could see the shirt, but it wasn't really ordered yet. Like they would order it and then I'd order it for them because I didn't have the money to buy them in bulk. So, um, all of that just kind of kept growing and it, and it kept growing. And then it was like, oh my God, there's no reason for me to play on Broadway anymore. Like I'm doing so well playing concerts online this way, going live on Facebook from my own house that it just doesn't make sense anymore. So I, went strictly to doing only Facebook Live. Like, that's how I was working my music. That's how I was getting my music out there. Um, and then what happened was the, the following started growing and people started getting to know my songs. And so then they started wanting to hire me. And so I, I started, like, traveling, doing living room shows. Um, and I kept it to just living room shows. Like, I didn't make myself available for bars or anything like that. Um, I kept it for just living room shows. And so people that wanted to see me actually had to, like, contact me and and bring me out to where they were. And people started bringing me out to Maine, to, you know, everywhere, all over, all over the States. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Um, and I was, and I was traveling with just my guitar. So it was just me and a guitar. Um, and uh, so I went on vacation with my family during this time when all this was going on. And what happened was I hit this kind of um, another level, I guess, because I was on vacation. And so I had my phone off. I turned my phone back on. All of a sudden I had all these like notifications. I'm like, what's going on? And I look at this video and it had 275,000 views, and I've never had that many views. And I was like, how, how could that be? Um, and turns out a, a huge country music page on Facebook found my music mm-hmm. by me sharing it so often on social media, found my video and posted it, and it had 275,000 views. So they contacted me, and they're like, can we get another video from you? 
And I made another video and that video got a million views. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So from there, I've had like probably six viral videos, one with like 7.2 million views. Like it's just insane. And I was able to grow this, you know, grow my own kind of tribe following on my music page. Um, and it's, and it's just been growing and growing and it's, and now it's this thing where like, I'm going to like Europe and I'm going to Canada and I'm going all over the place to, to really sit there with just my guitar and maybe sing. there might be two people sometimes mm-hmm. there might be that someone actually has me travel all the way to them to sit at their kitchen table and sing for them. And it's, and it's just a whole different world than anything that like other artists I know were doing at the time. Um, or anything that was going on with artists, really. We were still in, the, we were still kind of caught in that old Nashville way of thinking of like, you know, I got to play the bars and I got to hope that like a label person will come up and you know just take me off the stool and put me on the radio. Yeah. That was the that was the perception, mm. but it just wasn't. It's just not how it actually happens, and it's not how it happens anymore. Um, now we have these platforms and we're we have these ways of putting ourselves out there. And honestly, if you wanted to sign with a label, the one of the first things they're going to ask you is, well, how many followers you have? How many Spotify listeners, streams, whatever do you have? Like, right, so right. they're expecting that you put yourself out there on these platforms. Like, you can't just be sitting around going, "Here I am, waiting." You know, I'm good enough. If I'm just good enough, like somebody will pick me up and put me on the radio. It's, yeah, it's that, an amazing perception. Um, and I, I call it the old Nashville because I think the new Nashville is really that we have these platforms and we put ourselves out there. And if people love it, they share it, and that's how we get our stuff out there. That's an amazing story, Dawn. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. And I wanted you to tell it. I mean, I could have, you know, told the whole thing, but in your own words, and and you could hear the excitement and the passion that you have when you're relaying this story. And, you know, it's just from from where you came and where you are. I mean, first of all, many people that are living in a shack where, you know, the walls and floors don't meet so you get floods, uh, most people would have quit way earlier than you did. You know, they're just like, this is, this is baloney. I'm, you know, forget it. But you just yeah. kept going. And, you know, so w- where do you think this fire came from that, uh, you know, that is instilled in you? I th- it's just, it was because I, kn- I just never have, I've always just music, you know, it's always been music and that's been like my love. It's like, I know that it's just not, there's not something else I could go and learn how to do or go to school for. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to do it in a way. I never really cared about the like label thing. I never was like, oh, I want to get a label and I want to go on the radio. That was never like my dream, okay. you know? So I think for a lot of artists, um, and I totally understand that dream, but I think there's this certain um, perception, kind of like when I was playing on Broadway and people would come up and say, hey, you know, you're, you're really good. You should be a singer. I'm like, I just sang for you for four hours. So <laughs> it's a perception thing. You know, it's like, if you're not on the radio, then you must not have made it yet. And I think that that's a perception that I have always not understood. Um, when people say to me, I hope like, even now people talk to me, they're like, just keep going. You're going to make it one day. I'm like, I'm making it. Like, I'm, <laughs> like traveling the world with my guitar, like seeing places, like eating amazing food, like having the time of my life. I've made it. This is what I want to be doing. So I think it's hard for other people almost because it's like, oh, but you're not on the radio. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you haven't made it. Right. It's really a perception thing, and it's about what is making it for you, which is why, which is what I work with artists on. It's like when you get clear on that, I really feel like all the pieces just kind of fall together. Like when you get clear on what is making it for me, like what is my making it? Because if you don't know that, somebody will come up with it for you or like you'll chase a dream that you never really want to find. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. I was chasing this dream. I didn't really want a label. I didn't really want that. 
And I didn't want to have this life where I can never go into like a store without someone noticing who I am. You know what I mean? I didn't want it to be that, that like huge, you know, arenas and stuff. That was never really my dream. I just want to play my own music, connect with other people and enjoy my life. I think that everyone has to determine what is success to you. And you have to figure that out. And I've said this many times at different interviews. It's you have to figure out your why. Why am I doing Mm -hmm. this? And obviously, Mm -hmm. from just hearing you talk, your why is you just want to play your music and get your songs out there. And hopefully people will love it and enjoy it and and stick with you. Yeah. Yeah. And and getting clear on that is just so important. And it's the top thing I talk to people about. I mean, my whole website for artists is is called The Real Making It. Because it's like, what is making it for you? That's the first thing you need to know. Because if you don't know that, you're just going to continue to follow a dream you don't even know if it's something you want to catch and you won't catch it because of that. Yeah. And do you, um, I mean, you said you're having fun, you're traveling all over. So um, I'm assuming you've got more than just the uh, virtual tip jar to, you know, sustain your business. Okay. So I actually do a lot of different, so I actually am teaching right now on the seven stems of income based off what you actually do. For example, like with me, I'm a singer, songwriter, I play music. Um, Based off of that, I now like, uh, mentor and coach artists. Um, I have programs available online. Um, I do, you know, all these other kind of avenues that I have. Um, and my private shows, because I don't just do shows where I'm really, really, like right now, I'm actually putting on my own events. So, for example, like last night, I rented out the space and we put on an event. So, mm. I'm putting on my own kind of living room experience shows okay. in theaters and stuff like that myself. Um, and so, but like, you know, working with artists, I have another project. I can't really talk about it yet, but I'm, I'm going to be able to announce it in the next couple months. Another project that I'm working with that's super exciting. Um, and so I'm kind of, I've got all these avenues of where I'm using what I do, um, to create income for myself. And I, and I am pretty positive and confident that really I'm probably making more income doing what I love playing my own music than those who maybe have a, you know, a song cut on, uh, you know, an album by a big artist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because it nowadays, um, you don't, music isn't really where we make our money. If, if this makes sense, it's like, you know, our downloads and our streams and stuff like that. That's not really, for example, for me, that's not really where I make my money. I, I make income by, you know, giving the music, like I show up every day on Facebook and I give my song, you know, same, 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 same thing. Right? Giving the music and then you, you create income on the other things that you do, you know, like your, your shows, your merch, your, you know, coaching, your guitar, whatever it is. Um, that's what you're actually creating income on, I feel like. The music is that kind of gift that we're giving mm-hmm. to, um, you're touching someone, you know, you're, you're making a connection. Right. And in that, it would be almost wrong to say to them, oh, there's no way you can support me. Thank you for listening to my music, but there's no way right now that you can support me. Because people, when you touch them, when you sing them a song and it brings them back to somewhere or it takes them somewhere or it makes them forget about something, we want to give back to someone that gave something to us. And it would almost be wrong to not have some way for people to be able to do that. So whether it be like the virtual tip jar or, you know, CDs, merch, whatever it is, maybe they're hiring you for a show. They, they, they want that. I think I really feel like that. It's like they want just how I feel. If someone does something for me that really touches me, I'm like, what can I do for you? Like I need to do something, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's, that's a way for them to be able to do that and to say thank you for this gift of music that you're giving out there. That's a way. Yeah. And all businesses, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. Not 
It's all yeah. about me. Yeah, definitely. Um, as long as we are always thinking, give more than you take. That's one of my big, like, if I'm ever feeling like, okay, you know, I'm running so hard, I'm so busy that I feel like all I'm ever doing is saying, hey, there's a t-shirt for sale. Instead of just like getting on more often and just like giving of my music, mm-hmm. you know, like giving what I have to give that I really work hard on. Um, and so I think always reminding myself of that, like I'm always, always stopping myself with going, wait a second. You know what I mean? Like these people are following me so closely because they really love my music. Have I given them enough music this month? You know? Yeah. How many times do you do your Facebook lives? Is there a specific? So I, I've had times where I did, I've had 30, 30 lives in 30 days. Oh, wow. I've, I've, I kind of experiment as well because I do work with other artists. So I'll try all different, like, okay, I'll go live, you know, every single day for a month, and then, I, and then I'll go live a couple times a week, you know, just to see what the differences are. Mm-hmm. So um, for, for me, I go live all the time, whether I'm just, like, popping on to say hi, you know, hey, guys, let's okay. chat for a second, or let's have coffee, or something like that. I'm always showing up, because I think that the thing about social media is, um, when people start to follow you, for example, like, if... Uh, really, really, those followers we've had for people listening to your music that you've had for a long time, um, all they want to know is that you're going to continue to show up if they can. You know, I always tell people, I'm like, I will continue to show up for you guys if you guys continue to show up. Like, if you buy tickets to my shows, if you show up here on, you know, share my music, I'm going to keep showing up. And that's what they want to know is that you're not all of a sudden just going to be gone because that's the thing about social media, you know. Oh, yeah. They could be following you and supporting you for years, and then all of a sudden they're just not showing up anymore. Yeah, they're like, what happened? What? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the withdrawals, yeah. and and that's uh, that that you said it perfectly when you said I just continue to show up, and that to me is a lot like um, you know, just whatever I need to do next, and you kind of have that philosophy. I mean, many times it's like ready, aim, fire. You are doing it, ready, fire, aim, which is. I'll just keep doing something. I'm just showing up. I'll try something new. Yeah. You know, all of that, like the CDs and the T-shirts. It's like I, I've got to try something new. And you don't wait to get ready to do it. You just do it, which is huge. I think for part a big part of your success. Well, yeah, it's always and always reminding ourselves that you know we, we consistently need to show up with you know like what do I have going on like the you know writing songs like I have to make sure to take time out to make sure I'm writing the music because. I'm I'm on here so often that, that people are hearing my song so often that I actually have to write new songs, you know, because it's like I have to have new material for them to hear right. to keep that exciting. And I, I do all kinds of stuff. Like I have a private, you know, I have private groups that I do. I actually do ticketed concerts online through Facebook. So I'll actually like sell tickets just like a regular show. Mm-hmm. Um, and what and we'll add them into this pri- what we call a private concert group, which is just a private group on Facebook. Um, it's a good idea for a lot of different reasons that I tell artists because one, when you have a private group, everybody actually sees everything you post, whereas Facebook and the algorithm, the way that all works, mm-hmm. not, not even, honestly, not even maybe 10 or 15% of my actual followers actually see everything I post. Okay. Um, because it's, it's so, it's the reach, you know, it's like what's able to actually be seen. So with the private groups, if you can gather like 50 to 100 people, um, for a private show, a concert, and maybe you play for an hour and a half and you do an actual concert for them through Facebook Live, through a private group. Mm. Um, and you're actually able to really get to those people. Like you can then post after and say, hey, I've got a show coming up next week and actually really reach those that group of people. Wow. That's, I just envision like someone, you know, putting their computer, hooking up to their TV and, and you know, and then putting your Facebook Live up there and they've got friends over at their house and they're having a big yeah, they private do concert. That. 
Love That's it. That's so funny. They do that. I just got a message from somebody. Sending me, they'll send me pictures of them all. They got everything. They got their headphones. They got their TV set up. And they actually have friends over. Like, we did a thing last week where I let someone take the set list. Um, so what they do is we call it like a sponsored show. Oh, so they okay. can actually contact me and sponsor a show. And by doing that, they get to pick like the 12 songs that I do. Mm. Um, and so basically, like, I count that as like a base pay, kind of like how we would do if we were to do a gig, you know, in person or something like that. We'd have a base pay. Okay. Um, so I, I, I count that as kind of the base pay of the show. Um, and so then they get to pick the set list and I sign the set list at the end, you know, like I'll write out their set and then I'll sign it at the end and send it out to them. Um, and it's just such a fun thing. Like the last girl that we did that with, she had her mom and everybody over at her house. It was such a big, fun thing for her to be able to pick the songs and see what everybody thought of them, um, and stuff like that. So it, it was a really cool thing. It's the interaction between you and them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I always tell all, every artist. I'm like, if the way to be, I feel like the, you know, just based off what I've learned so far, the way to be successful using um, like something like Facebook Live or a live video instead of being there in person is being able to actually come through the phone and into their living room. And the only way to know if you're doing that is is they'll let you know. You okay. know what I mean? They're going to let you know. They're going to share it. They're gonna, you're going to get more following. You're going to get more views. People are going to say to you, it feels like you're like just in my living room. And that's what, that's when you're doing it right, I feel like. And everyone likes that little, you know, little bit that you're letting them be a part of it. You're just not playing. You're, you know, catching the or making the set list and all that, which means they need to be familiar with your music. And they Mm -hmm. when you do that with uh, any of your listeners, that's huge when they can feel like they're part of what you do. That's huge. Yeah, Um, totally. I mean, I tell them all the time. You're your own radio DJ, really. Like, if you like my music, go share it. Tell your friends. Yeah. You're you're essentially my whole, like, record label team. You guys are my promoters. You guys are my, you know, you guys are the ones who put me out there. Did you not also do something with, uh, you sign a guitar, you played some music or something, then you sign it, and then they can get that guitar, like a, a bidding process? Did mm-hmm. you do so, like, pretty much, usually on every show, um, I'll do, um, I'll sign a guitar and I will hold it up there and people actually bid on it during the show. Mm. And then I'll actually sign it to that person live. And then what I do is I let them pick their favorite song and I write the full song out on the back of the guitar. And wow. Sign it. wow. And it's just, it's been like my number one item that we send out <laughs> so many of those every month. And so people, I'm just going to keep showing up with them because it's just a simple, you know, the, the, you know, the simple, um, that, um, if something's working, it's work and keep doing it. You know what I mean? I do think right. you do need to do new things, you to create new things, but I found myself caught myself going to recreate something that already works. So, for example, like the guitar that works, just continue to do that. That is my number one merch thing is the guitar. Mm. And you probably, you know, I, I would imagine you could probably set up something to get those guitars for a decent price that, cause you're going to go through mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> uh, right. So I buy them in bulk. Um, <laughs> and then, um, what I do is, I, you know, if I do two shows, if two guitars a show or something, I mean, I'm really getting to the point where, um, and then, you know, it's just what I try to tell all the other artists. I'm like, you know, what, why are you going to start singing online? It's like, oh, you know, I'm just so busy. I'm playing on Broadway and stuff. I'm like, you guys, like, if they would just, I think the biggest thing is like, for some reason, a lot of people see views on Facebook as views and not people. Mm. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Oh. When you can really get that these are real people, like these are not just views or, you know, like the, the computer is not different. It's not different than being at a bar. It's people. They're real people. And I think that's, I don't know why that is, but I've, I've come across it so often. 
where it's almost like they don't take that seriously. And I'm like, you guys, if you have 30 people watching you on a live video in, at 10 a.m. in the morning, where else, where else are you going to go at 10 a.m. in the morning and 30 people are watching? Yeah. So, or, hey, you know, at any given time, like at the last live that I did two nights ago, and it's about 8,000 views, something like that. But, like, in the, in, during the during the live, it was a 30-minute live. Um, and during the live, you'll see people coming in real time. Like, you'll see 100, and then it'll be, you know, and then at right. the end of the video, when you click finish, you'll be able to see how many actually watch because it's all different people at different times. So it's like, where would I fit 100 people in my living room right now to come and sit, you know, <laughs> to sing for them, and I didn't have to go park anywhere and leave my house. I mean, to me, it's just so, I get so excited about it, and I try to, you know, I've gotten to the point where now, now as an artist wants to come talk to me about, I'm like, nope, go take the program, listen to everything <laughs> that I already put in there because that's what you got to get is that it's like these are real people and and you got to and that you got to treat it that way. I mean, these people are connected to your music. These people are supporting you. These people are amazing. They're showing up at all different. I mean, they'll travel from like all over to come out to a show. You've got them hooked because they, you know, they feel like they're part of what you do and there's such a fan that they'll start following you all over. So you've, you've laid the groundwork for them to do that, which is, uh, you know, the, the main, main thing. I well, think. and I really see them. Like, I really appreciate them because I see them, you know, like when they tune in, I know who that person is and I see them on her soul. Do you uh, just wanted to, I was thinking back when you're talking about the CDs, you know, people were asking for CDs and then t-shirts and you said, well, you would just draw on them. So uh, are you an artist as well? Or you just. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was terrible. Oh. So <laughs> Later on, I went back and I, or someone posted a picture recently. It was like, I, I didn't even draw on the CDs. I actually like, I was having such a hard time with it. Like I would just sign it. And my sisters, when they would come to town, they'd draw like a guitar on there or something. Like, okay. I'm totally not like inclined in any way in that in art in that way. So I would just like write a hashtag, the real Nashville on my t-shirt or do something like that. I mean, it looked terrible, but people were like, I mean, people were still buying my records when I wasn't even able to print. A, I wasn't even able to have a, a cover on it. That's funny. And using markers on t-shirts. Well, those could be worth mm-hmm. a lot of money down the road because they're one of a kind. So, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's funny. I was curious too, you know, because uh, as as you mentioned before, that um, you know the one view was two hundred seventy five thousand, then and then over five million. But and you never know who is watching, which is how you know mm-hmm. that, that country uh, got connected. So has any labels ever watched you and then connected and say, hey, you know, we'd like to sign you? Has that ever happened? Mm-hmm. I um I actually I just always kind of very respectfully say I was kind of you know I, I get. Uh, managers, uh, people with labels. I've actually only ever gone in front of one label. Okay. Um, and when I did, um, I was offered a kind of what they call a developing deal. This was back years ago. Um, and uh, I started to kind of work with writing songs and stuff like that. And they loved my songs in the beginning. And then it was like, hey, can you write like this? And it just never felt good mm. for me. And I think it was really, it was really had to do with me chasing that dream I didn't want to find, you know, I didn't want to catch. Right. So I almost would sabotage, you know, it was kind of like, well, this isn't working for me. And, you know, and, and a few other, you know, other people come up to me and be like, I can't believe you just told a label that you're not interested <laughs> in, in when, when all of us are trying to get signed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, it just didn't, never felt good. And I think I just always respectfully, I mean, I, I basically have my own label right now. Um, it's an independent artist group is what it is. Just right now it's just called the real Nashville. And I mean, I mean, I'm working with other artists, um, doing my own, putting out my own music and, and stuff and just did my own first whole full band record, um, under the real Nashville. So for me, because I'm so happy with what I'm doing, 
Um, and because I have plans on the levels I want to get to and what the things that I have in my mind of how I'm going to you know, keep on creating new, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, I, it's just, I'm really just not, um, for me personally, it's just not something I'm interested in. Um, but there are so many artists who are in, 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 in that, if that is what you're interested in, there's a whole route to go, you know, to, to chase that. Right. It goes back to that, what we were saying, you've got to define what is successful for you and really that plan. Right. Yeah. Got to have that. And then, you know, if if having a label is important to you, Spotify is a huge thing. Like, for example, I'm only, I only have like one song on Spotify. I don't really, I I actually just now put my first song on iTunes. I was really just selling, I'm just selling my records because Mm -hmm. to me, it makes more sense for me right now um, to sell my records, like through my website and, and, and have control over my music. Um, because, and to sell my downloads, I do my downloads through my own website as well. Um, the only reason it's better is if you, uh, you know, for, you know, for those who want to just get a, a bunch of downloads and have, um, it's more about that. Uh, it's more about just how many people you want to hear your music, which is awesome. Um, and that's kind of why I put a song, finally put a song on iTunes and Spotify and all that. Um, but really I've done all this with having, I, I was late to the Spotify iTunes party. I mean, I literally just put a song up. So I've done all I've been able to do, having not had any songs available on iTunes or Spotify or any of these things. It's obviously the smart thing to do to have your music up on these things if you want a lot of people to hear your music. Um, I just always felt like I could sell a record, you know, for whatever I want to sell my record for. I can't really do that on iTunes. Um, I can only sell it, you know, people will normally just go get the one song that they like, you know? Okay. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. It's like, okay, how do we keep how do we keep control over our music and make it to where people are actually buying full albums, but also get our music heard by as many people as possible. It's an interesting process that I'm kind of going through right now. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of, well, you've, you've tried so many things. It's, you know, well, let's figure out how this will work too. How many, yeah, trial and error for sure. For sure. How many um, followers do you have now? Any idea? Um, I'm getting close to a hundred thousand on, on Facebook. That's a, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But what, and the numbers, the way it works. I mean, really, I, I've had you know this is this was having having six, you know, million views videos. I mean, the numbers compared to um, actually a, a you know like acquiring a tribe or um, a group of listeners. Um, you have to have you have to really put yourself out there. Like you have to have a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll get a video and it'll have a million views, and I might get a hundred new people. You know, I might get a hundred new people off that. That's really how the numbers work. Okay. I want to, uh, you already touched on this, um, you know, that you work with artists now. So just, I'd like to delve into that a little more so people know, uh, you know, how you can help them. I mean, you've, you've done so well with this and, you know, obviously you wanted to share your success and help others. So again, give us that information and, you know, the basics of what you do mm-hmm. with other artists. So I just got done doing a retreat where I had a couple artists come out to where I live. I actually live in Boise, Idaho. Um, I had a couple of artists come out to where I live, and I have kind of like a live studio set up. I have all these different sets all around the room, and I have um, everything I need to be able to do live videos. Um, so I did a retreat recently. Um, it was three days per artist, and they come basically just kind of shadow me, and then I would help them with their Facebook lives and getting set up and okay. what to do and the tip jar and how to do um, merch sales and stuff like that and to grow your following. So I've been working with artists who are interested in using that platform. Obviously, Facebook, I'm most um, 
uh, used to using. I'm, I'm most aware of how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also do, you know, I, I just started with my Instagram working on that and all of that stuff. So basically, Facebook Live is kind of the thing I, I touch on the most because it's what I know the most about right now. Okay. And I feel like with these artists who, I mean, I had artists come to my house and I would watch them, you know, like in the day, they they make $300 in their tip jar and it's just so cool to see them mm-hmm. do that the first time and to see that it works. And it's not like it only works for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes people are like, oh, it only works for you. I'm like, no, I will just show you guys <laughs> that it works. If you be consistent, you will show up and you will have good material. Just like if you were a book writer or you made t-shirts or you painted paintings, like it needs to be good material. You have to have good stuff. Right. Because you're what you're offering. You know, <laughs> that's what you're putting on this platform. So get yourself ready first to go on this platform. Um, so that's kind of what I do. Um, I don't have as much time for that as I used to, but now, so now what I do is I do like a month where I work, you know, I mentor artists over the phone and stuff like that. Okay. And then I'll, I'll offer my uh, retreat kind of coaching days where they can come and be with me um, and work with me that way. So I'm feeling like the retreat is the best way for them to really get that information, just to come and be with me for like three days um, and just get started. So that's kind of what I'm offering right now. I have a website and it's called The Real Making It. Um, but I'll just give you my email address and any of any artists that's listening, totally um, contact me. If you're really ready to do it um, uh, and really get started and you want to just throw yourself and jump into using Facebook Live as a platform, definitely contact me. Okay. Um, you go ahead and give that, uh, the information the best way to reach you. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm, it's just dawn at therealnashville.com. Okay. Dawn at therealnashville.com. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that you mentioned earlier that, you know, especially when you were, um, I think you said 26, you know, and you only wanted to play music and you had to figure this out. Um, this is, I think it's inspiration for artists that are already, you know, they're, they're a little older or something. In fact, I've got some musician, musical friends that really jumped in, you know, in their late 40s and are doing quite well. So there's really mm-hmm. no age limit. Do you mentor all ages or stages of their musical career? I do. I'm actually, I just get, just finished working with a guy who's, I think he's in his fifties, forties or fifties. Yeah. Um, and it's, and he just started, he just started really doing all these lives and is making money using his tip jar. I mean, it's amazing. Um, so really, I think that's, that's, you know, that that's kind of the old Nashville thing at my age right now. I'm almost 33. So it's like, I, if I, you know, back in the day when I went to Nashville, they'd be telling me, Harry, you missed the boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But now it's so different. It, it's really becoming more about the music, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's like really becoming about the music. I mean, I used to tell people when they come to my shows and they come up to me after, they'd be like, you're really good, but you should just not wear that hat. And I, would, I would always say to them, if you, if you need to close your eyes, really, if you need to close your eyes to, to be able to really hear my music without worrying about it all, just do that. Like, don't worry about that. Like, I've always been telling people that. I'm like, I don't get that part. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm offering up my music. I'm offering up my gifts. And, get, and I get clear on that. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm offering. I'm offering my music, my songs. My, you know, that's what I'm offering. And I always say, what I'm not offering up is, 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 is my body and my image and all of it. You know, that's, that's for me. That's mine. Right. That's not... I'm I'm just offering my music, so I, I think it's yeah, it really doesn't. I don't think it matters at all what age you are when you and it, it's Facebook Live, you know. Like people love you can just be in your living room, click live, and I will tell you guys, it is very unforgiving. Like you, have, like if if you're used to like going in and recording and having someone fix your voice and make it perfect and all that, 
it's not the perfect <laughs> it's right. not the perfect right. place for you because you need to be able to show up and perform just you, just raw, just with your guitar well, or your instrument. And being and, authentic is the way to go. Right. Yeah, no, that's what that's what we all crave it right now. Mm-hmm. We really do. We don't want when we hear the radio we're like and we don't know, we're like, Okay, how much of that is really that person singing? Right. Or how much of that is really even real drums or real, you know, electric or anything. So I feel like the realness, the rawness of people being able to click on a video and go, oh, my gosh, this person's just singing in their kitchen. This is so cool. <laughs> that is cool. I mean, and, and people, like you said, they love that. It's just this person is really just being their authentic self. And and people are drawn to that more and more today. Well, and it's live. So you just you keep showing up knowing you're going to make mistakes. I mean, I, I've made mistakes and now so many people see the video that it doesn't even make, you know, it wouldn't even make sense for me to delete it. Um, so it's like for, you know, if I mess up or something, I'm just there, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so they've seen me in every different way. It's like, they've seen me tired. They've seen me on caffeine. <laughs> they've seen me on tequila. You know what I mean? They've seen me every different way that I am because I show up so often. And they like the human side of it. If you make an error, well, we're all human. So it just, right. it, it more real. The people right. Like- allowing yourself to be vulnerable is a huge thing, I think. Allowing that, allowing the mess ups and allowing that to be seen is a huge thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, th- th- your story still, it just, it's an incredible story. I just was blown away when I first uh, found out about you. I don't even remember how I did that, but, uh, I was just like, oh, this is so inspiring for musicians out there or all creatives, really. And you've given, you know, you've said some amazing, um, things that will really inspire a lot of people, I think. So I appreciate that. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I hope that, that's what I hope to, to, anytime anyone asks me to do an interview or something like that, I'm like, if there's an artist out there, you know what I mean? That's listening to this. And they're, mm-hmm. they're somewhere maybe on Broadway think, feeling like they don't want to be there. If you want to be there, that's awesome. Or if you want to be playing, you know, wherever you're playing, um, that's awesome. But if you're feeling like this is not it for me and I need to move on and need to do something else and need a different way, this platform was there and, and I was able to do this really. I mean, I'm not any different than any other artist. Well, you've, you're, you set the bar. <laughs> I, a, I'd like to say that. Um, any last things? I mean, you, uh, again, I'll give out your, uh, your email in a moment here, but any last uh, thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners today? Just, just going back to, um, you know, if you, you know, not having a plan B, if this is really what you want to be doing, have that plan A and go for it and use these platforms. Um, don't wait for someone to make it happen for you. Mm. Uh, use the platform, make it happen for yourself. If people love it, they'll share it. They'll let you know. Um, if they love it. Yeah. Um, and just, and just let you allow yourself to be vulnerable, allow yourself to really show up in everything and all your true authentic self and not being afraid or holding anything back because the thing that you're most afraid to share, the thing that you're most afraid to think about, the thing that you're most afraid to tell is going to be that thing that makes more people connect to you. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, it has been amazing uh, talking with you, Don. I do appreciate you taking a, a few moments out of your very busy schedule and, <laughs> and uh, you know, and everything that you do. So thank you so much for that. Again, reach Don. Uh, if you have information or questions or would like to be mentored by her or find out about her retreats, all of those things, the best way is her email, which is Dawn at realnashville.com, correct? It's therealnashville.com. Got to get the in there. Okay. The, yeah. the real Nashville.com. Awesome. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. and check that out and go to her Facebook page. Uh, you know, a few more followers won't hurt you, right? You know, 
Right. Yes. Thank you. And even though you're, uh, you know, a hundred thousand plus, so um, which is just blows my mind. I would love to have that on my Facebook page. Uh, just um, <laughs> anybody would. So kudos to you, um, and thank you so much again for sharing this great story. And I, I think we've inspired a few musicians out there to try some uh, new things and go for so, it. For sure. That that was that. Thank is you the goal. so much for for having me. I really appreciate it. My, I'm actually in um, here in New York. I, I was born out here in Santa Harbor, so. Um, all of my family was kind of having like a family reunion because I did the show out here and it's also a birthday and all these things oh, going on. Okay. So actually my family's been, well, I'm in Sac Harbor right now sitting in the car talking to you and my family is just like the whole family, like 30 of them just walked by the car and they're all looking at me like, come on, let's go. <laughs> Party time. <laughs> yeah. Thank awesome. you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Don Beyer, so much. Do appreciate that. Again, Don at therealnashville.com to get in touch with her and, uh, and maybe she can help you out as well. So again, thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the business of the music business. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you would leave a review, that would be great. Find out more. Just follow me on Facebook and uh, my website, hamrossi.com. Have a great week.